0: and coming this fall to home video. My Little
1: Pony, an enchanting animated fantasy. Visit Dream Valley, home of the fabulous little ponies.
0: Join all your favorite little ponies, as they gallop off to battle the evil Tira.
1: My Little Pony, today's most popular toy, is now an animated home video adventure. through the sky comes a fearful cry Cobra,
0: Cobra Cobra,
1: Cobra Cobra." Armies of the (laughs) Night Evil taking flight Welcome to another uh, split edition Uh, of Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. This is actually kind of part two.
0: Yeah, we're we're staying up late tonight. Yeah, I mean,
1: the sun is is up. It's kind of
0: a double feature for us.
1: The sun is up. We've got coffee. That's how old we are. We're (laughs) drinking coffee now because we've drank so much that we're we're actually, we've we've sobered up, so now we're drinking coffee.
0: I remember uh, Sleepover. Sleepovers was the time... Going over somebody's house for a sleepover was, like, the time that you could, like, eat the cereal that your mom would never buy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember first time I ever had Fruity Pebbles. A sleepover. Was that a sleepover, like, birthday party? Did you get all freaked out? I mean, afterward, did it, did it
1: hit you? Like, you know, you, it's like when you first drink, just, you don't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> So you went wild. And it's sugar high. Like, and over this kid's poor
0: parents are like, oh, my God. Who's this kid? Uh, it was a sleepover. uh I don't know what year it was, fifth or sixth grade probably. Party one of probably the first like, one of the first like parties where it was like a bunch of fucking kids. Oh wow, feel bad for parents that put up with that. But uh, me and my especially if it's a sleepover, it's one thing. If it's just like yeah, a like day. people over for like the you afternoon, know, then you like
1: get these kids out of here by six o'clock. But
0: a no. uh, bunch of kids, Chris. I don't know if we want. to <laughs> Got to save Got to well, 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 protect uh, the innocent. Yeah, we'll leave we'll
1: some names have been excluded or changed to protect the editor. His name
0: was Chris, and he had this sleepover. And me and my best friend at the time, Joe, uh, also a, a pseudonym, he uh, he and I we slept over each other's places like every weekend. Yeah, like, that was like kind of our thing. A lot of crazy sleepover stories regarding that. Dead hookers and uh, and USA up all night. <laughs> there was like the heyday of USA up all night. And, nice, um, but this was a particular party and. Uh, bunch of people and it was the first time that i think i pulled joe and i pulled an all-nighter like everybody else fell asleep and joe and i just stayed up and we're like he had the kid chris had his dad had received redid the basement so it was like a nice basement with like a pool table and stuff and we stayed up all night and uh so then i guess there's like videos the next day that his parents took, and like all the kids were all like watching movies, and then Joseph, Joe, Joe, <laughs> they were just like passed out. The next day because we need to go sleep. But I remember like waking up in the middle of the afternoon. Everybody had eaten breakfast already. I guess his mom like made breakfast and was already eaten, and it was like put away and stuff. And they're outside playing. And like I wake up when I stumble in, and she gives me a, a bowl of fruity pebbles. And you're like, I'm not supposed to have these. <laughs> no, it wasn't that I wasn't supposed to have them. It was just that my mom never would have bought them.
1: It's interesting because my mom, the same way, um, where i i wouldn't call them smarter than other mothers but my mother was like you know she knew it was just pure sugar so my mother would yeah. only give me like
0: every m- once in a while we'd get something like that but we she would have to have like a coupon for it. oh
1: yeah my mother wouldn't even <laughs> even do that i mean the, only, the at most we get like the, the most like scandalizing thing in the house we get like frosted flakes yeah, yeah you know but we'd usually like just ghetto it where she'd get us corn flakes and we just add the sugar in <laughs> yeah you
0: know? yeah we uh I guess the only time it was really experimental in my household growing up is sometimes she'd buy the pack of like the little boxes. Oh yeah, or yeah. Where like, yeah. a variety pack, so yeah. then you'd have like the Cocoa Crispy. and all the
1: monsters—blueberry and duck, <laughs> Count Duckula—and <laughs> are those still uh, all around? You So, think?
0: Fruity Pebbles. That was my—that's a sleepover story for you. Wow, Fruity Pebbles. And I guess this—you know—the time period we're talking about is the same era. It's it's close to that era, so I think maybe that's why I'm kind of feeling it right now.
1: Um. We, we've been up all night, we, we, we stopped down, and I do want to bring up, before we get on to the podcast, it's very interesting, uh, this week, Welcome to Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, this is kind of part two of our uh, ushering of uh, 2015, we just did Transformers the movie. It's, and has, it's
0: a Hasbro 2-pack.
1: Yeah, a Sunbow as well. <laughs> um, if you haven't uh, listened to the first one, go back, listen to the first cast, I thought it was pretty good. Um, and uh, it's interesting... We're going to do G.I. Joe, the movie from 1987, so we hope you guys are all up for that, because if you're not, well, you, Put you're going to... your you know, boots. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, gun belts. I want to c- quickly relay a, an interesting story, which is, I guess, between me and Blake and I, it's a conspiracy theory we have. Um, if you're listening to this recording now, um, Transformers, the movie, went up two weeks ago. The, our podcast for that it was yeah. very exciting everyone loved it it's getting tons of downloads and I'm really happy <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's, it's, it's a hit it's a hit, yeah, hit it's, kid it, it's streaming it's hashtagging it's, it's, it's uh, what do you call that it's trending um, in between that time you know uh, when we were working on doing the post production on the podcast before it went up an interesting thing happened where um, there was an episode of that show the Goldbergs the new, the new episode uh, came out and they did Transformers the movie and it was the same week, literally within a day or two, our podcast was going up.
0: Yeah, it was like literally within a day Like or two. Our, I
1: think the, our, the podcast for Transformers, the movie, went up on a Friday. That aired like on a Wednesday. It was a new episode for the Goldberg show. Um, and uh, my wife told me, and I watched it. And it, actually, it, it was an integral part of the plot, them going to see Transformers, the movie, and us talking about the death of Optimus Prime and how it screwed up every kid. And that was yeah, part yeah. of that plot. So <clears throat> what I wanted to bring up is it's interesting for you and I. Uh, Blake, okay. Where for years, people will laugh at us, but we have this conspiracy theory that ideas are being stolen from us.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there is a list upon lists going back to freshman year of college where there's well, ideas we've had that we, we feel like, you know, there's like, you know, it, it like it's almost like people who hear like, you know, uh, uh, satellite or, or radio transmissions in their heads where we'll talk about something and literally within like six months to a year, it comes out and we've had we've, we've we've even done like proposals we've had outlines of
0: scripts and <laughs> yeah, it almost yeah. it's almost like beat for beat these and there's, things come I mean there are I mean there are some crazy examples I don't think the Goldbergs kind of <laughs> no but it but it, <laughs> it just would've, they would have would had to rush that baby <laughs> into production pretty damn quick but it just it illustrates the point
1: where it's just the two of us will will do something and then someone else jumps on the bandwagon which is I'm not at all trying to say that they're so I think we're just cutting
0: edge man I think we're on the <laughs>
1: we're, on the, we're looking over <laughs> around the you wall. know
0: they we're just
1: uh, I mean we've had you know, there it is man. you had a great idea you want to do remember um, um, uh, Washington Irving you're like you know there's there's a, there's a great short story called uh, Oh Sleepy Hollow Sleepy Hollow yeah. you're uh, like I want to do that and then what was it a year later the, the Johnny Depp movie came out <laughs> yeah yeah <and> <laughs> you was know. A TV show. Uh, there's a lot
0: of stuff there was a lot of TV movies Lincoln Lincoln you wanted to do Lincoln you no, want- I think you you're the, you're the one that wanted to do a Lincoln we've had to discuss it you to do, wanted like, to do a Lincoln Wanted to do Houdini, and they came out with a Houdini that for, came for, out. for Dracula. TNT, They'd... USA did a Dracula movie with Peter Weller was in it. As but like... yours,
1: your idea for the for the Dracula movie was you want to do like the it was historical, Vlad historical the Impaler. yeah, Vlad the and Impaler. that's what that was, was yeah, it Vlad was the, the Impaler, as opposed movie. to like a the yeah, Lugosi or yeah. the, the classical uh, uh, Bram Stoker thing. We had yeah, um, lots of examples.
0: H two O was mine. H- Halloween, yeah, <laughs> Halloween.
1: H two O, that was my idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's tons, and even horror. I think there was a couple horror movies too. But it's just it's it's funny that through the years we'll talk about stuff action movies or whatever. Remember even The Transporter? You and I came up with that. We wrote the first scene oh, yeah, yeah. over the Tappan Zee Bridge for writing class. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of idiotic <laughs> now because our shtick sh- our in it was that the two people who we based on ourselves, well, I wrote it, but we, we kind well, we of it. Well, we were Was that we were going to be uh, car drivers, but one guy can drive uh, and the other guy can only drive automatic, which is kind of silly.
0: <laughs> it was a joke. I mean, it was a buddy cop. It was a buddy action. Yeah, with some comedy.
1: But it was a shtick where, yeah, the one guy can only drive automatic. So if you think he was, a, if he was like a car driver, he would know how to drive uh, standard. But I digress. Anyhow, uh, I just find it funny that literally within a day of us putting up that Transformers the movie post, they had an episode of a very current, popular TV. Well, show. Well, it just
0: goes to show, you like how important Transformers the movie was to a generation of people.
1: Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's it's, uh, it's utterly amazing. Um, well, we're doing the follow-up to that now. With, we're going to do the follow-up. with uh, G.I. Joe, the movie. G.I. Joe, the movie. Come, came out a year later, 1987.
0: Never got a theatrical release.
1: No. Um, Sunbow, which was the company that put out G.I. Joe and Transformers, the movie. Uh, G.I. Joe, the movie was also written by Ron Friedman, the same fellow who wrote Transformers, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually went into produc- production before Transformers, but for some reason... Uh, Transformers came out before G.I. Joe was finished and uh, Transformers had some um, very very weird things happen. Yeah,
0: well, funny enough, I recently heard that because they started making G.I. Joe first, it was the Duke scene. They liked that so much. That they were like, you know what? Let's kill Optimus Prime Oh. because, like, we're gonna they like the Duke the Duke death scene so much. Yeah, spoiler that, alert. <laughs> but we well, it's not it's yeah. not really a spoiler. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Twenty five to thirty years ago. I mean, if you're listening to this, you should know by now that we're gonna spoil the fuck out of any movie we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so it was actually that Duke scene that they they liked that so much, and that's the reason why they put the Optimus Prime scene in.
1: Um, so they put out Transformers, the movie, Sunbow puts out Transformers, Transformers, the movie, and they put out My Little Pony, the movie, both get a theatrical release, both don't do up to their expectations, I don't even remember, uh, My Little Pony, the movie coming out, yeah,
0: I I don't remember anything about My Little Pony, I mean, now, I know that now My Little Pony's like a big fucking deal, but, I mean, I remember it being, from our childhood. No, but now it's like there's conventions Seriously? and there's the whole you don't know the whole brony thing. No, no. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> okay, we're going we're going to go off on a big tangent here. Okay. Uh, because this is something you need remember, to know. I remember it's like
1: strawberry shortcake. I do remember that was girls like Care Bears, some yeah. guys like Care Bears too. We both admitted I in mean, the last because now
0: I think if you're if you're younger than us and you're listening to this, you probably know a whole different era of My Little Pony and Young you kn- people know about My Little Pony and you know about the bronies. And there's like a whole cult, like a whole subculture around My Little Pony. But well, at the time, we we admitted that we both had gone and saw Care, Care Bears the movie, the in, movie. The, in the theater, which is
1: I don't think at all to be shameful because it's a really fucked up movie, which we should probably get to at some point down the road.
0: But so my point is for anybody listening that you know wasn't alive in the '80s and thinks of as like My Little as being something that's significant in some way, even if it's just like some kind of subculture pop culture thing. My Little Pony was, you know, it was okay in the 80s. I mean, it was big. People collected the toys. It was yeah. basically another thing where you collect toys. Except for the toys didn't do shit. No. It was just like a hard plastic.
1: Yeah, with like not, a leg up.
0: <laughs> not movable. A little <laughs> horse with a with a unicorn on it. You know, different colors. And they were different and... colors. They had a different stamp on their ass. Yeah, they had stars
1: on their and ass. They... And, that was it. and they had, then sometimes their mane was like actual real hair. They probably killed some horses in China. <laughs>
0: so. But now there's been different generations of My Little Pony as a cartoon show. So uh, My Little Pony has evolved over the years. Sounds like the Japanese have taken over. It's not the same My Little Pony that... uh, We know and love. (laughs) Not the... I mean, that we grew up with, even though, uh, to be honest, I don't know if I ever watched an an episode of it when I was little. I didn't even know there was a movie until you just said it. And so at some point, it starts becoming this thing that kids are not just enjoying but adults like this these newer versions of My Little Pony. Are they d- dealing with adult themes? <laughs> I don't know. I've never watched it. That's but what, what I at. will say is that, and from that developed a whole culture of men that like My Little Pony. And they're called bronies.
1: Uh, they like the the whole uh, idea of My Little Pony, or they're only into like the new show?
0: That's- I think they like that show. And they're fans. They're big fans. I mean, I guess there's morality tales. I don't know. People take something out of it that they really enjoy, which I'm all for. I wonder. Now, what, where it gets interesting is there's two divisions of bronies. There's the brony who likes the show. And then there's a thing called cloppers. And those are people, men, that are sexually attracted to the ponies. Wow. And there is there are there is My Little Pony like porn that people create, like the animated stuff, yeah. And there's people that like whack off to My Little Pony and uh, Cla- clappers,
1: clappers, clop- oh, like I like think. clopping around like yeah, a horse. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I wonder if that has to go into anything. <clears throat> where have you heard of the Japanese subculture where there's um, the Japanese have the um, the little pulp. The, they 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 have the little like um teeny bopper icons like the you know the girls yeah, yeah. like a britney spears that kind of a, and all they do is they sing like pop tunes and they have these elaborate concerts of like these i don't know like probably like 17 18 19 year old girls doing these shows yeah and there's not a girl in the audience it's all men but it's all men like our age yeah, yeah. and it's weird and they swear to god uh that they're going because they love the music. But it's weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. because if you go on YouTube and you Google, like, Japanese um, pop idols or whatever and you find footage of these concerts, these concerts are pretty freaking elaborate. But these girls, uh, they're, not, they're not dressed up like Madonna doing, like, Express Yourself or something. They're dressed up like, I don't know, maybe a schoolgirl. That's, like, the most risque you'll get. But pretty yeah. much it's just, like, a girl. You know, she's showing skin or whatever. But I guess in the Japanese culture, where else are you going to be able to just stare at a woman? for two hours or so. And it's weird because the guys are there and it's all dudes and it's, they're all like, you know, they're all like in dress shirts. Like maybe they took their jackets off and they have like uh glow sticks and they're like, they have their arms up. They're singing the songs they're, And they're saying like, Oh, we're doing it for the music, but it's just really weird. Like, are you really, or is it going into <laughs> yeah, some sort yeah. of weird culture? Like they have that subculture where there's uh heterosexual Japanese men who will have a day job. And then at night, what they do is they dress up as a woman uh, usually like one of these schoolgirls, and then they'll go work as a waiter at this weird diner, like in a mall, and they have these weird diners where it's like cross-dressing uh, waitresses work there, and all you do is eat. It's not like you're yeah, yeah. doing anything sexy with them, but I guess it's such a repressed culture. But I wonder if that feeds into that, that this this whole weird kind of a, uh, you know, it's like people who get off to, uh, you know, you go on to check a porn site and there's like, you know, Simpsons porn, and there's Family Guy porn, and there's the a yeah, whole anime but, porn. But
0: apparently, this is like a big, it's a whole big subculture, and and apparently, you know, there's a large section of it, maybe the majority, I don't know, that isn't into it. It's not any kind of sexual nature, but, but there is I, like, but
1: it's weird that 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 it's it's one if it's one thing if. Yeah. Two dudes are yeah, I'm jacking off the freaking And there's it. like
0: brony cons where it's like where these guys can get together and celebrate My Little Pony and, there's not, and girls not be embarrassed are... about it. I'm sure there's there's girls. I mean obviously there are girls that love Yeah, My Little that, Pony. My like My Little Pony, but there's been this like this whole subdivision of like
1: I never heard of any of this.
0: You know, I don't know. I mean I don't know what the comparison would be. You know, if you were like girls that were got really fucking into gi joe and okay, then watch the, like and then watch like porn with like flint and duke and <laughs>
1: and Yeah, but then, but then it's then it's also that they're doing like joe cons and all the girls are going to what you're saying you know it's yeah like, that'd be weird like you have like a gi joe con and there's just women everywhere yeah wow yeah. this is pretty cool Heaven. <laughs> exactly. i mean i don't know what kind of women you're going to be attracting to gi joe con um but the reason I bring <laughs> brought My Little Pony up is that Sumbo had had produced and released Transformers, the movie which got a theatrical release. Uh, they released My Little Pony, the movie, which got a theatrical release. And I guess it put Sumbo out of business. Transformers didn't do that well, which surprises me because I do remember it coming out and people I remember and people it being a big it. deal. Yeah. I saw it. Uh, I don't remember uh, My Little Pony, the movie coming out, but I guess it had a theatrical release, came and went, and it put Sumbo out of business. And because of that, they either decided to, or they ran out of money. They didn't put GI Joe. Didn't have theatrical release, which it, is a shame. Straight the video. Yeah, it is a shame. It because it, and it's also a shame too because can you imagine the ramifications of a world we lived in if GI Joe the movie came out first and Duke had actually really died? In the backlash of Duke dying, would there have been such a big backlash? One too that of course would have affected then Transformers the movie and Optimus surely wouldn't have died because of what happened. But there's yeah. no way around. You know, you can't really animate yourself out Op- of Optimus dying.
0: <laughs> Optimus would have had been in a coma. Yeah, he <laughs> fell into a coma and he turned gray, you know, or, or brown. Well, what's interesting about if you take the premise to be true, which I understand is true, which is they saw Duke's death scene, they liked it, they put it in, they decided to kill off Optimus Prime. Now, if that's really the, the deciding factor of like, okay, you know what, Duke's death scene's great. Let's put uh, Optimus Prime death scene, and then it was. It must have been like this thing where they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's kill off everybody. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, they realized they wanted to. They wanted to, to just invent a new line. Of well, toys. that
0: was the thing. Was like Duke was going to be a figure that was going to be discontinued. They weren't going to make Duke anymore.
1: Because if you think about the like, I guess. So they chose Duke. Like the I don't know what you'd call them. Like the the first line or year one or the first series of those original GI Joes. There's only like. 20 or 12 yeah you know yeah, there's like not many rock and roll well, the duke. very first
0: ones were like they don't their arms don't even swivel so yeah. it's like rock and roll i don't even i guess is there a duke yeah in th- that in that first run i thought there's a there's a there's some sort snake of eyes. To duke.
1: snake eyes you have a scarlet maybe redhead scarlet yeah you maybe. have cobra commander of course you have uh a, the cobra like trooper or the cobra guard the viper or whatever. yeah um what storm maybe he's called you have i think a destro um you i don't know, have like I, a major I remember blood
0: there's some i have that don't have swiveling arms and then there's by swiveling i mean there's like another joint between the elbow and
1: the shoulder yeah where they can kind of go left and right like jer- do a jerk off <laughs> motion the
0: the jerk off joint yeah and uh but like i like my i'm not positive because it's been so long since i broke them out but i recall that like my destro had a swiveling arm my cobra commander had i wonder a swiveling if because be, oh, yeah. those are like cobra year, commander did
1: these are like year two or season i mean you know because then once you hit uh i guess when it gets and maybe gung-ho might also be in that 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 arena of season ones but once you kind of it gets going you have like i wouldn't say when flint came about but by that time you had when, like everything you know, that you started getting like a lot of like uh, Roadblock also could have been that season one, but you get a lot of new guys yeah. prior to GI Joe the movie. I kind of think they redefined or they kind of redesigned the GI Joe figure, and it's a little more uh, versatile and and I, don't know, I guess dexterous, where you can you know, have a little more of uh, movability. Um, it's interesting, but so this goes right to D- uh, not DVD right to video, and it's weird because I know it didn't have a theatrical release, but I always remember like I don't remember just stumbling upon
0: it which means here's the thing i do very specifically i remember i'm at my my dad's house yeah and uh i'm guessing the year's 1987 (laughs) and uh i'm flipping through the channels or my dad's flipping through the channels and it's on and it's on like in this on like a sunday afternoon or saturday they premiered
1: it like on a sunday i want to say Which is completely on.
0: And I didn't know anything about it. I mean, this is an era where there's like not internet, you know, like we're not fucking glued to a computer screen reading about pop culture, you know. And I was, you know, fucking a little kid, you know. So it wasn't like I was like reading the newspaper or whatever. Yeah. Or like flipping through the TV guide and reading articles about what's coming up. So it's on. And And it's on. (laughs) And I remember my fucking mind was blown like i'm like what is this i never i don't know what what's going on who's this character how far like, in? do you remember how far it was, in? i don't remember how far it but it wasn't that wasn't the beginning wow. and that's that's scarring right there and so we were downstairs and i ran upstairs to the like there was a tv there was a room with a television on in the, in the on the upstairs and i went and i watched it by myself and i don't think i caught a lot of it because i remember it ending pretty soon and like the sadness of like having missed it yeah of being like this was this was significant and i fucking missed most of i it. see i wonder if <laughs> like f- i don't know how old it was it wasn't like you could turn it wasn't like the cable had like the banner that told you like when it started yeah. or what you couldn't you didn't know when it was going to be on again you
1: certainly can't pause it and rewind <laughs> it or nothing like that you can't DVR <laughs> and it. just
0: being like you know not Sad enough that like I cried over it, but just being like so one being like so excited that I discovered that this was on. And this is we're talking about a
1: time when we, we had like the 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 Jared I think it's called the Jared. Um, uh, it, we didn't even have remotes back then. It was like the piano, which was like the <laughs>
0: katong
1: katong, and you had the flipper, so you had like about thirty channels and it was like that was the it was that was tethered to your on top of your tv and you had to yeah. go up and like just hit the that was how you change channels was the like piano type device but the, like the jared just the
0: like extreme excitement of it like i can't even think of anything like i wish i could get that excited about anything today um <laughs> and then the excitement being like completely just turned off by the fact that like the end credits were rolling i was like i, I missed it oh my god <laughs> And so, like, th- I think for that for that reason, this movie has always been really significant to me. Yeah, in a way that even though I saw Transformers the movie at the theater, like Transformers the movie wasn't because this was like there was it was a building. I was given to it. It's like it was like a present. Yeah, and then it was taken away from me. <laughs> so it was like almost like emotionally scarring.
1: Um. Yeah, I, see, I wonder what the timeline is, if they premiered it first on TV, then they released it on video, or they were just like, dude, we'll do it simultaneously, fuck it. Um, I remember, you know, growing up, we went to the video store quite a bit, so I think either I saw it was coming out, or it was there that day, and it was back in the the, the day where you had, you know, they, they wouldn't, near the end of the life of the video store, which you and I have covered on uh, a sidecast we did on com. Again, please check out our sidecast, we do some great other things, which... Or just uh, various topics from music to movies to comics to horror to whatever. Uh, check that out on com, the sidecast. But we talked about near the end of the life of the video store. You know, typically, if a new movie came out, say The Mummy with um, Brendan Fraser, you'd get about forty copies yeah, of that movie. Yeah, it's like a whole rack. You know, yeah. So you'd have a fair chance if you got there the day the movie came out. There was a fair chance that you um, would probably get a, get yourself a copy of the movie. But back when, in the '80s, when the video stores, they'd at most get two and that was well, like because, a pop like and batman because, and the because a video
0: cassette for them cost like 150 bucks yeah they'd
1: only get one copy so you'd have to wait you'd have to put yourself on a waiting list like when it comes back in can i I remember my dad used to grease the palm of these guys <laughs> you know, like listen it's 20 dollars. when it comes back in just let my kid get the fucking tape you know and and i wore that gi joe tape out the tommy k's uh hamden connecticut <laughs> uh copy of gi Joe the movie and i remember seeing it and first off i guess first impressions of seeing the movie back then was um To me, it seemed like a tear down from Transformers, the movie, and I don't know why, because when I watched it now, when we just watched it, it doesn't seem... The only thing that I think is blatantly obvious between the two is that there isn't the big rock and roll rock soundtrack that was pushing Transformers, the movie, that that had the backing because um, I saw a rare VHS promo for the movie, which I found on YouTube. Uh, where they say, like, this multi-billion dollar project. So it's like, I guess they put a shitload of money into G.I. Joe the movie. And yeah, probably yeah, yeah. I would venture as much or close well, as much I will as Transformers say this. the movie.
0: Um, I know that you're partial to Transformers the movie in terms of, like, it's <clears throat> a much more significant movie for you than it is f- for, like, me. In terms of upbringing and, you know, nostalgia and stuff. Um, I would say, like, watching these pretty much back-to-back. Yeah. Like, G.I. Joe the movie... Is a way fucking better movie. I think that they and the l- production values are
1: way higher. I think that they learned. Uh, see, it's hard for me to say that statement. I think they learned from their mistakes. Where I think there was for Transformers the movie, maybe because it was getting a theatrical
0: release, there was too many cooks in the kitchen. And and it seems like because GI Joe the movie was started first, Transformers the movie might have been rushed. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing is, the Transformers movie. Was its target demographic, at least upon its initial. We talked about how they threw in a couple of, you know, curses, curse words to kind of get a PG rating. But I think its initial, its initial like target audience when they were making it was 10 year olds G.I. Joe or Ch- Transformers. Okay. And G.I. Joe's target audience was 12 year olds. Yeah. So, in a way, there's a little bit of, like, a dumbing down, I think, of uh, in terms of, like, the material. Yeah. And I think that G.I. Joe, as a show, at least that first r- two seasons leading up to the movie, because I, I remember there being post-movie G.I. Joe, where, like, Cobra Commander's a snake and stuff, but uh, I don't remember them very well. Like, it wasn't like I watched it regularly.
1: I don't think that they used, also, where... Transformers the movie was a bridge from season two to season three of Transformers the yeah. TV show. I don't think they th- that wasn't really heavily relied upon, which we can get into. They kind of just got rid of all the stuff that happens. I've never seen any of those other the characters that are introduced in G.I. Joe the movie. The Joes, they came out in toy form, but I never saw them again on any kind of TV show. Like the Renegades, and yeah, Falcon you know, and stuff. yeah, I never saw them. Maybe now. I mean, we're talking if recent years with G.I. Joe Resolute. Or those movies, or the 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 new GI Renegades, the GI Joe Carnations, or that CGI GI Joe show that came out like in the early odds. but initially in the '80s, I never saw Chuckles or uh, yeah. you know uh, Tunnel Rat. None of them really appeared. Well, because
0: there was a, for me, there was a show like there was a post GI Joe show, but it wasn't on like weekday afternoons. Well, I think that it was, was like, on it like. Eight thirty 30 in the morning and it was on like while i was getting ready for school and
1: i think it was that was when they were like struggling that was like there was a time period where they were running out of things to do with gi joe so they were like they were rehashing old vehicles and making them look different and and, and having them um you know that, that was when they were getting into like uh you know they, they spray water yeah or yeah. they you know the, the cobra vipers are making them like translucent colors the uh the, the the cobra rattler and it was like almost like the it was like the toxic force maybe they're trying to jump off the heels of, like, how Ninja Turtles was so successful with the yeah. ooze. So they were bringing, like, slime into it. And that was kind of like, that kind of ran out by, like, 1990, late 80s, when Ninja Turtles were taking over, Batman was coming into play, G.I. Joe kind of fell by the wayside, as did Transformers. And into the 90s, they kind of fell off, unless yeah. you were just really a huge, huge, huge collector or interested in them. And then the comic books still ran, but the toy line and the c- cartoons were gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean you can always get a GI Joe in in the in the uh toy store and I think Transformers I hear likes to h- say they hold the record of there's been a Transformer in the toy store since the initial conception to this day. Yeah, You could still probably get a one-off Transformer or something. Um but it's just weird. Also you don't have as many prevalent voice talent as you did for Transformers in the movie, but you still have some pretty heavy hitters and I would say some of their performances are better than a culmination of a couple in Transformers in movies, certainly Judd Nelson versus um, Don, Don Johnson. Johnson, who was really coming off the Miami Vice <clears> craze <throat> at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he puts in a really good performance, I think, as uh, uh, Lieutenant Falcon versus Judd Nelson, who, like we said last time, just sounds like he sounds just, like he's
0: just reading lines off of piece of paper. Yeah, he, they didn't tell him like what situation it was. <laughs> yeah, just do <laughs> it. He knew what the character was you know, going. Do through. one for
1: safety with emotion, uh. but but uh, Johnson really sounds like he gives it his all. And I got to say, Burgess Meredith, for me, just really hits it out of the park. He really is up there with Orson Welles. I loved Orson Welles as yeah, Unicron in yeah. Transformers, the movie. I thought Burgess did just as good as a performance as, uh, as Galobulus. Um, the plot of the movie is basically... Um, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a wacky plot.
1: Um, we have a great opening montage, which I think stands yeah. alone. It's almost like... Um, uh, what's the director's name nowadays who does that? Like... Um, who, who who did the uh Zack Snyder. Yeah. Like Zikes, Zack Snyder is kind of known for like doing like a mini movie before the credits. Yeah, And yeah. that's like a perfect example. Like that it, which I read uh there was early drafts of the script where that climactic battle at um the Statue of Liberty was thinking of being the climax in the script of this movie, but then they just said screw it, we'll just do a little vignette. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it is like intense. The, the minute it fucking opens, man, you got to like put your seatbelt on. I mean, because it is you know, it's a musical, uh, you know, montage, basically. But during this intense battle scene at the <clears throat> Statue of Liberty between G.I. Joe and Cobra. And uh, I mean, it's like a tour de force. And there's a new song. Yeah. You know, we were just singing they at the, kind of the end of the cast. They kind of revamp the G.I. Joe theme a little
1: bit. Yeah, it, it's 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 crazy. They add new lyrics. There's a whole other. It's, it's a whole different arrangement. I mean, I, I think it's a, just a whole new song they brought in. And uh, they kind of sum up what GI Joe is in that thing, and then, and then at one point when GI Joe is clearly starting to turn the tide of battle and have Cobra on the run, that's when you get in like GI Joe is the code name yeah, of the yeah. Special Mission Force, their mission, and you are like,
0: fuck yeah. <laughs> one you know? thing I will say: there is this whole thing about <clears throat> Cobra Commander being a coward. Well, so let's get into the. So that's the end of that vignette. But I wanted, to, but it relates to something in the vignette. In the vignette. Like Destro like hands Cobra Commander a bomb. Yeah, and Cobra Commander like jumps out of a plane with like a jetpack on or whatever, flies it to the Central Liberty Central base. Liberty, like plants the bomb. I was like, that's not that's not a cowardice move. I mean, this is a guy. <laughs> but it's interesting. Who, who I mean, now he's not the the quote unquote leader of Cobra, but it's a guy who was formerly the leader. Uh, still kind of high up in the rankings of Cobra, you know, getting his hands dirty.
1: Yeah, he definitely is. And it, but it's a, it's interesting to see the subsur- subservient role in that little vignette, too, that Destro is handing Cobra Commander this, so which means Serpentor must be in yeah. charge because I don't think Cobra Commander would be like, I'm not going to do that. You know? <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, he'd have Destro at one of the dreadnoughts. You know, you should see Zartan doing that. Um, so the, that ends, and then, uh, you know, there's not even credits over that. And then there's a fade up. And you see, like, this is the movie star. Oh, the credits music, this. man.
0: I mean, not just that theme song, but, like, the actual music. For the movie yeah. itself. Like, it's the G.I. Joe music. So yeah. it was, like, brought back memories. See, that's, a, that's
1: another thing, as we were talking about with Transformers, the movie, where they, they kind of, for the most part, I think there's some cues in there that could have been from the show. Very little. Maybe filler. Uh, In Transformers, the movie, in G.I. Joe, they use almost all the music from the show. They're like, screw it. Why the hell
0: do we use it? The music from the show. It's pretty good. It's great. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's some awesome cues from the show that aren't used in the movie. Yeah. But like all, like the signature. Yeah. All the ones. It's almost like for me. It's like this what's going on G.I. Joe (laughs) (laughs) music. It's (laughs) like for me, it's like the
1: Scooby Doo music. It's like, you know, if you hear that, you'll know it from what? What is that from? It's, you know, G.I. Joe. It's
0: orchestral. I mean, it's. Yeah. And it's. uh, But as soon as that, like. That opening sequence ends, and then the movie opens like on swamp, yeah. And like that music cue came in, it was like I felt like I was like <laughs> eight again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's great. And and the plot is basically there's an infiltrator into, uh, the the technodrome or the terradrome where the cobra is, and uh, the person gets through, and they 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 they, they basically tell Serpentor, uh, you know, we're a different race of people. Uh, we've been here forever. Uh, we want to help you. We want you to help us get this machine the gi joes have cut to the gi joes gi joe has this new thing called the bet the broadcast energy transmitter which is going to be this new thing that's going to help the world okay here's the thing there's, yeah.
0: here's here's that's I'm going to talk about the uh broadcast energy transmitter.
1: well th- then the plot overview is that there's this other organization called cobra law yeah which you come to find out has uh, been here since the beginning of time uh helped instrumental in the humans human race and then instrumental in getting Cobra up, and it's a new force that Joe's haven't um, ever dealt with before. Yeah. They team up with Cobra, and they have to try to battle it out for world yeah. domination and world And We'll get, and we'll, and we'll get into that, because that's they basically support. the...
0: That's the bare-bones plot. Yeah, they need the the BET, and G.I. Joe's got to protect the BET. And But we'll get into Cobra Law, because there's a lot to get into yeah. there. But what I will say is the... It's another – this is a totally perfect example. The broadcast uh, energy – Transmitter. Transmitter is another example Not black entertainment (laughs) television. (laughs) I've always said that it was – G.I. Joe was always ahead of its time. Yeah. I mean, we talk about – there is like – there's like a Jurassic Park episode of the show where they're like genetically cloning like dinosaurs on some island. Yeah. That's, you know – Years
1: before. Yeah, Crichton saw the episode of G.H.O. <laughs> with his kids. He's like, maybe I should write that in the book. Zepentor uh, is
0: genetically engineered
1: from the tombs of all the all the the, famous, the great
0: leaders of all time. The,
1: but like the murder, like Rasputin and Genghis Khan and all... Napoleon, all the, all the people who just, you know, Alexander the Great, the, that just, you know, went and just plowed the world over
0: but he's he's genetically en- engineered i mean we're talking like this is 80s yeah
1: i mean you have the bats which i used to love as a child battle android troopers those things that were just like <laughs> autonomous android robots that couldn't be staffed in the battlefield you had a lot of dr Mindbender was doing genetics at the time you had a right. lot of like it was forward like, thinking ideas. it was
0: stuff that like didn't become uh didn't become into like you know v- day-to-day vernacular for another you fifteen know, to 20 years yeah 10 at the least yeah so the uh Broadcast BET, into, yeah if you think about what the plots are of the last Dark Knight movie and the Avengers okay same plot there is a device that is going to generate energy for the entire world like no questions asked it's gonna be the It's gonna change the way we live. It's like a free energy. And then somebody wants that to basically take over or destroy the world. Yeah. Or that those that is the plot for those two movies. That is the plot to G.I. Joe the movie. (laughs) The B E T is a device that through the airwaves will supply energy to throughout the world. Yeah. Free energy. It'll it's it's it will be a green solution. <laughs> to everything. No more fossil fuels. To everything and Cobra Law needs it. Yeah.
1: Well Cobra wants it for whatever reason. No, I guess Cobra well, didn't want it until Cobra Law's like, yo, we yeah, yeah. need it. We need I mean to we'll get this.
0: into why Cobra Law needs yeah. it. But I mean that is G.I. Joe the movie is another it's another example of nineteen eighty seven is a plot that for for an action movie that does not come around till, you know, 2011 <laughs> yeah other, like that's how far ahead of itself gi joe is
1: um the opening sequence of the actual movie with the uh pythona which is the this really hot ass if you're into, <laughs> yeah,
0: if you're into uh, that shit
1: if you're into that kind of thing she is the assassin that breaks into the pterodrome which is, it, is it the technodrome i think the it's terridrome? the technodrome okay i want to say yeah Terradrome might be some movie um and it that I always thought to, and still watching it now. That that is badass. Her breaking in and just taking on. I mean, that's like almost like the professional, yeah, yeah you know, Leon kind of stuff, where she goes in and she's using all this weird technology that we don't quite understand. But she takes on the entire complement of 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 vipers, cobra troops, and she's able to get to Serpentor. And Serpentor, still, he, he you know, and, and then. Prior to when she's breaking in, and we have this plot that you're saying that it starts off where, and it's interesting. This is the subplot that comes with the movie, that they're 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 just blaming um, Cobra Commander for all the problems yeah. in Cobra. He's like I
0: think he's a buffoon. Yeah, he's an idiot. You know, he's, he's <laughs> there's, there's this whole scene where they're just like they're just berating him, you know, Commander. and he's like
1: Hi wash, you know, I've you know, it's not my fault, you, you know, and he's and it's, and it's and it's
0: interesting, but it's true because he's basically
1: what we've learned through the course of the show is that he is a coward when it comes to. When it comes to it, he's yeah. got a lot of ballsy ideas, but then, you know, he's the one. It's, and it's interesting that, like, you know, they cut back and he's like, you know, he ruined our desert campaign. And he's like, you know, we had run, but you condimented my order. And it's like all this, you know. So I think Serpentor's really, like, he's just pissed off. He's railing at his guys one night. And it, it becomes, you know, the, all against Cobra Commander. And that becomes a plot for the movie, that Cobra yeah. Commander isn't really doing his shit. And I think that I feel, might have been the reason why
0: they went and got Serpentor in the show in the first yeah, place. Yeah. They were like, they you weren't know happy with Cobra
1: Commander. Cobra so let's Commander just make our own was guy. not
0: the best leader and they decided. And so at this point in the the top of the movie, um, the writing's on the wall for yeah. Cobra Commander. He realizes like his kind of his days are numbered here. Yeah. And you he's, know he's, like he's been held down for so long. He realizes
1: that like nobody likes nobody. him. Nobody sticks up for him. Not you know I mean and I guess he hasn't made any friends, but you know Baroness has always been partial to Destro, we know. And it's interesting it's it's kind of like the Megatron versus Starscream role is Cobra Commander and Destro, they're kind of at each other's odds, but I would say to that point, Destro is far more far more intelligent than Starscream, and he gets Doctor Vendor involved. They go make Serpentor. You have this other guy, this really super leader Serpentor, who's really just like a force. He's to be genetically with.
0: engineered to be the best leader. Yeah, I and mean, he, that's his that's his whole purpose.
1: And um, <laughs> we come to find out, uh, you know, when this girl breaks in and gets to him, you know, when she reveals herself, he's having memories of who she is. He's yeah. like, I remember, and he's like, in a, and a dream, he, and she's like, a vision. <laughs> You know, my mighty Serpentor. So then she's like, We need help getting this BET. Then hits the first, then we find the exposition. The BET's going to do whatever we just said. Yeah. And then there's the first battle where uh, it culminates in uh, the G.I. Joes barely being able to push off Cobra's assault. In the, they, they must be in the Himalayan mountains. And Serpentor's captured. And then Cobra's on the run. And Cobra Commander's like, Hey, I know where we can find Sanctuary. And it's like, Okay, cool. We're in. I, I noticed from the beginning of the movie that um, the violence is kind of toned down in the sense we, we don't have people getting killed left and right like Transformers. Yeah, movie. Yeah. But if you look closely, people are still getting pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the movie when she assaults the, the, the ter- uh, Technodrome, I mean, people are getting messed up. Yeah, yeah. We you see know, a, like a
0: dude like a crimson guard's head, like helmet get popped off. Yeah, and he's and like, oh! <laughs> you know, he's,
1: he's going blind and all, you know, and then people like, and then on that, like, it's almost like the walk of um, the the Baton Death March where they're trying to get into the mountains, like, you know, those those vipers that, that are, that, that the motor vipers are like dropping like flies that are barely left, you know, and they find sanctuary in this weird place that I loved when I was little, like quick pick, quick kick, like, like what is this, the Twilight Zone? I was like, oh, I know what the Twilight Zone is. <laughs> You know, and then you find out it's this place, Cobra La, and they take the Cobras in, they they quickly capture the G. I. Joes. Um, and then you they, they reveal more of the culture and you you get introduced to a character which I have loved to this day, Nemesis Enforcer, which I yeah, think is yeah. such a great character, voiced by Peter Cullen. Uh it's only Grunts and Moans, but uh who did Optimus Prime, so he was only there for like a day. <laughs> He's like, Okay, <laughs> um great, great freaking character, and you, you you find out that that gradually and gradually that cobra commander knows these people yeah and uh i don't know where else are we going with this now
0: well okay so cobra law is uh a, a, civil, a civilization whose technology is based on organics
1: amazing i this is uh, i alluded to this in the last cast that i think that still to this day this is some of the best writing i have ever seen and it's this I don't want to give this away because I'd like to use this someday, but this is a plot that has never been done. I mean, they talk about in if you think about the basic story of Jedger, the movie is humans. Cobra Law had been around since the beginning of time. The Ice Age really messed them up. Then the yeah, barbarians, yeah. the it, um, was,
0: it was like you know they were like a a a a, a, a race of people like a whole. That were flourishing. Like, almost uh, like 40,000 years ago. Yeah. And then there was an Ice Age, and they had to take refuge.
1: And then, like, the Neanderthals came out. Then from the Neanderthals, the Homo sapiens, which evolved to us, they evolved, took over the Earth. But they, us, we, we based our technology and evolution on non-organic materials. Where Cobra Law, on the other hand... Based their technology on organic materials, which I find so fascinating and so creepy at the same extent that there was a tech, there was a, a civilization that based their entire technology on organic, and it's so creepy, and it's so nasty, and it's yeah, so disgusting, yeah. but it's so cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's like you know, it's there's little shades of lots of things like fate, the face huggers from Alien, yeah, yeah and they're you know kind of like a similar things used as a weapon. In battle, um, yeah, it's like it is. It's a very, uh, interesting concept. I don't know inherently like how unique it is. Just like I just don't know enough about. You know, I know a lot about movies in sci-fi. I can't think of anything else that was kind of doing that. Um, I mean, to the extent where you have a civilization on Earth, I mean, that
1: I mean, you could call them aliens. Yeah, like a, it's-
0: like the bridge is a giant. Like, if, I, if you have a bridge from one piece of land to another piece of land, you need to build a bridge. It's like a creature. It's not like... <laughs> yeah, it's... It's, <laughs> it's like a living thing. And, it, and that kind it's of... It's all very Cronenberg, in yeah, a way. Yeah, it, it,
1: it kind of really... Or, or what's-his-face? Geiger. Yeah. A- a-
0: HG H- Geiger? H- yeah, you could see that there's probably a large kind of uh, influence of the Geiger stuff on uh, on Cobra Law. Um, the, 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 it's, it's also very... Like I said, there's a lot of it that's very, like, naked lunch. There's yeah, a lot of very... Yeah,
1: very, like, very vaginas <laughs> in, a, in typewriters. Like, you see a lot of, like, those noises and what... So uh, as soon as they, they expose themselves to Cobra, who we are, yeah. their first thing, of course, is how do you know Cobra Commander? And they say, Cobra Commander, they take him prisoner and Cobra yeah. commander
0: knows exactly what's going yeah, on he's which I awful. think is great you know? <laughs> yeah and <laughs> he's and, like he picked like the lesser of two evils he's like i could get captured by the Joes, or i could take a chance with cobra Law. Uh, hopefully it's they'll been take a me long time back since yeah. cobra Law. maybe they've forgiven me well they have not and, and <laughs> you come to find out that that
1: that uh they put him on trial now and this is and then you you're introduced um to their leader Golobulus played by Burgess Meredith and he basically is the leader and and he's saying you know we sent Cobra Commander yeah. out to to help us regain the...
0: Yeah, basically, like, okay, they recognize that, you know, humanity has gone on on its own tangent, you know, with s- space exploration. You know, the civilization that we all live in. And so Cobra uh, Law's you know, like, okay, you know, we need somebody to go there and be, like, our, you know, our eyes and ears. You know, we need, like, an infiltrator into, like what is now modern civilization. So they take a, a promising young scientist. who which is are, scarred. Which, which is I great. think is also really interesting because with the live action G.I. Joe movie, to my recollection, isn't the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, he is
1: kind of like. He's a, a scientist. Well, I right? think that this kind of borrowed some from, from this mythology, the mythos.
0: <laughs> um, and. And kind of the significant thing of this backstory is that we see, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, we see what Cobra Commander looks like underneath the mask.
1: Yeah, we see what he looked like before. He has a horrible... uh, He has an
0: accident in the lab.
1: Yeah, which scars his face. That's the reason why he wears the faceplate. But the scarring is... Oh, it's like he gets. It's it's not not even. It's like he's got like like,
0: ten eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah, he he
1: just it. It kind of morphs him into this (laughs) other creature that's horrifying. Because like
0: the technology is all organic. Like what it does to you is organic.
1: It's freaky. Turns him kind of into a snake. So, uh, basically, they're not happy with you know he he has done everything that at the beginning of the movie Serpentor and the and the other uh, Cobra guys are saying. Yeah, I
0: think so. They send Cobra uh, Cobra Commander into the world. And I guess he's supposed to be, like, the first stepping stone into, like, global domination. Yeah, he's supposed to lead the way for Cobra Law. And so he puts together this force. That's the other thing that, I mean, obviously, look, terrorism has been an issue for a long time. But that's another thing that G.I. Joe is, like, the forefront of. Yeah, is that, like, they're a terrorist group. I mean, it says so in the beginning credits. Well, that's been changed nowadays, I think.
1: You know, they've taken that out. I know, but in the day, yeah, it was a terrorist organization, you know. <laughs> known um, as Cobra, you ro- Planned to rule the world. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, now in a, in the age of you know it's global war, terrorism, war on terrorism. I mean, but the interesting thing is that like, there's always been this notion of, you know, who's backing Cobra?
1: I mean, yeah, where they're getting their bankroll? And, and, able and to have. so
0: there's always been these hints that like. Topaz and oh, Zama, oh, Topaz and Zama, and Zayman. Yeah, they have their. They're, they have a corporate organization, and then they're kind of like a dummy Cobra just funneling that's in like funding. The... But it, the idea is that Cobra Law has been. I don't know where Cobra Law is getting like modern currency, but <laughs> but they're really the ones that are kind of
1: backing. And not only that, they're Hold actually up. they're actually plant implanting like like they say that they were they gave the idea of Serpentor and Dr. Mindbender's like bullshit <laughs> you know, I didn't and they're like, No, and like see and then like Destro's like, No, can't you even think about that this they did this and he's like, you know, and, and Galabalus is like correct, we just you know, we had like a little like psychic <laughs> correct. motivator, you know. <laughs> correct. <laughs> and they, you know they they they're they're implanting with like spiders giving psychic motivators they're planting these ideas so they're they're behind the scenes just kind of plotting cobra's uh course of action up until this point
0: so they want to so basically they now see their end they realize cobra commander even Zapantor, not really doing it they realize that they have a plan for world domination which is very Lofty invasion of the Yeah, yeah, and it's very and terrifying. They need, and they need the BET to <laughs> execute it. Yeah, they have
1: these spores. They're going to shoot up in orbit. Once they're in orbit, when they're in the, the they're they're orbiting the Earth, the BET is going to send energy up into the atmosphere, heat up the spores there yeah. so that they ripen, explode, come down, and when they enter our atmosphere, release this kind of neurotoxin,
0: which essentially, you know. For lack of a better example, is going to turn us into zombies.
1: Yeah, zombie flesh-eating, like, like ghouls, mind, mindless, It's Going to devolve us to basically like I guess twenty-eight days later kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, and it's very terrifying. And that was their, pl- and that's how they're going to take back the world. And it's like, oh, okay. And first things first. <laughs> All right, sounds good. They're going to get rid of Cobra Commander because he's fucked up. They're going to yeah, make yeah, an example know. of him. So, and Cobra Commander's like, you know what? He's pulling out all the stops. It wasn't my fault. It was him. It was my <laughs> shoes that day. No, destroy you know. And they. I had a cold. Yeah, I didn't know. Again, great work by Chris Latta, who, who we talked about in the last cast, who does Starscream and stuff, and other miscellaneous characters, and uh, Cobra Commander. Um, and they take revenge on him. They expose him. They, they, they say he's guilty. They expose him to some spores, fuck him up. Uh, then they, they try to put him into a holding cell with the G.I. Joes who they captured, who were following Cobra when they uh, saw of refuge in Cobra Law.
0: I love that they're like, you know, all right, they they put spores on him. They're like, uh, basically, which is de-evolving him, which is, like, horrifying.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, which it's we can, such a crazy... Which we
0: can talk about kind of more. But the, the scene is very funny because, like, then uh, Globulus is like... You know, I'll get rid of him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and and, and, and Serpentor's <laughs> like, no 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 <laughs> And Baroness and like Destro are like, no 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 let's well,
1: Serpentor's Yeah, he's like he's like, let's let's put him in and if it's funny, because as a child, and, and, I don't realize the words, but it's funny, if you listen to Burgess Meredith, the Glob is like, that's
0: a bit melodramatic, but <laughs> <laughs> fine. They're like, let's put him in with the Joe so they can see what their fate's going to be like. And he's like, is like, yeah, it's a little bit over the top. But
1: I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Yeah, Nemesis and *Forza*, stick him in there. And then- Right as they're opening the, 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 the cell doors, this is when G.I. Joe uh, mounts a kind of counterattack. They're able to escape. They're quickly um, taken taken over and, and the, 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 the little uh, revolutions quelled by Cobra Law. But Roadblock is able yeah. to get away. And it's a brilliant little scene where I love where um, Nemesis the Forcer goes after him. And, uh, you know, he throws some shit into Roblox's eyes. He can't see. And he goes black and white. I can't see. Yeah.
0: I'll be your eyes.
1: <laughs> and it's like, you know, and he he's able to, like, fend off Nemesis Enforcer, which really pisses Nemesis Enforcer off. But they're able to get away Roblock and Cobra Commander barely. And it's interesting. I'll bring up now since we're talking about Roblox. I always thought Roblox was a bit cheesy in the show because yeah, he yeah. just kind of like, I wouldn't he say. He, yeah. Everyone says he raps. His, like, his, woe is me. I can't see. <laughs> But I got to say in this movie this viewing I was really digging you know it's 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 really cool you know like the stuff he was saying like you know uh just just a lot of his rhymes which is like really like I don't know it I felt it was appropriate it wasn't kind of like um like like uh I don't know just like talking down to children I thought you know I thought it was yeah. really this is what he does okay fine but once you get past that it's kind of startling what he's saying like you know like uh not like cobra stew what do we do but he was saying some like ominous stuff like you know uh i don't know i can't think of anything off, off the <laughs> top of my head
0: but i was like i was really digging it with him and the dialogue between him and yeah G- yeah him it's, and a cobra co- commander. it's a cool like unexpected dynamic and basically <clears throat> what happens to cobra commander spoiler alert, is that mm. uh he's de-evolving into a snake
1: yeah, gradually, which over the course of I guess yeah. maybe not. A and couple so days. there's
0: one point where like he's getting there. He's pretty fucked up, and he's fucking losing his shit.
1: Yeah, he's like I used to be a bad Yeah, yes, yes, and then, and then yeah, he's like he's like stop saying that you got me crazy. And then <laughs> yeah. they, they start fighting. He's like don't you dangling. Him.
0: But but like he's like losing his shit, and and uh, they're like in the middle of a whiteout. Yeah, condition. and <laughs> Roblox like look if you lose your shit we're both gonna die. Yeah. Like pull yourself together, dude. Um, um, and then
1: then there's that real startling scene right after they escape where they're stuck in the river and his faceplate comes off. And I remember, and it's another interesting faceplate. <laughs> yeah, and he looks up and, he's like, and then you see. Cobra Commander, but it's kind of a, a cheat because you don't see what he looks like. You look see what he's now evolving yeah, into. No, this but snake. I
0: think we, but I think what we, what we see in the flashbacks, I'm pretty sure that's got to be what he looks like before. Yeah, he to a would, certain extent, you, you know, yeah. with like he's like bald and blue ish, with like a shitload of eyeballs, and uh, so now we see. His face when really comes off, but he's already kind of morphing into a, a, a giant snake. Yeah, and he's still kind of... He's, he's already going crazy. Which um, is horrifying. Like, this idea of, like, de-evolution. Yeah. Um, losing your, your humanity. Uh, becoming something primal and, thing, and something that, like... You know, most people don't like. You know, there's a there's a very cheesy but awesome movie from the '70s called, which is like seven S's, starring Dirk Benedict, which we talked about on the um, (laughs) which I just love sidecast, and that's the idea of that movie is that he, uh, through like a an experiment, starts kind of evolving into a snake, Um, just this whole notion, and it's I mean it's horrifying in terms of like. a a movie that's geared towards 12 year olds (laughs) is dealing with some pretty heavy themes. I mean, this idea of um, an entire race for the most part, I think supposed to be portrayed as kind of more advanced than us, but with a technology that uh, is organic and more primal. I mean, it's very much like, playing on this idea of like the Ewoks versus the empire of like something primitive versus something very, what we think of as being technologically advanced. Although in this circumstance, they are very technologically advanced. It's just a totally different kind of technology, which is very out there. And then this whole idea of that, like the ultimate punishment is going to be not to execute you or to you know, to torture you in like a traditional sense or whatever. It's going to be like I'm going to turn you into something less,
1: which is going to take a while. And then they're just going to throw you away into like the 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 woods or to like you know yeah. into the wilderness, like they used to do in the old cultures. You go <laughs> up to the mountain, die, and you're going to have to deal with the
0: yeah. your
1: mind because you're de Because let's
0: face it, a snake. Look, a snake, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a living organism. That's an animal that can survive its climate. Yeah. But a snake, a cobra snake, not surviving in the H- Himalayas. <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> He's not getting
1: very far. No, it's, 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 it's a crazy notion, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting then how that plays out. Um, I, I think to touch on that the, the animation overall is good, but I feel that it's pretty spectacular in close-up. Yeah. Which is like that scene where you see Roblox in the water find his faceplate and the two of them talking. And like, there's a lot of instances where they're, when they're in like mediums or they're in close-ups where the animation is really, really fucking yeah. good.
0: The other thing I think is really great about the animation, which I kind of thought yeah. of. And I can't remember what it's like in this TV series because it's been a really long time. Since I think I it's right. kind
1: of the par of Transformers where it's okay, but it's nothing to like the, the, these but movies. Just level. the
0: action of... There's this whole other subplot which we should talk a bit about which is like this lieutenant falcon well this
1: is then this is act two where they're like they've lost half their gi joe's like shit half of our company has been captured we need to get the new recruits going up quickly so they have like jinx they have yeah, yeah. tunnel rat they have big lob they have uh, chuckles and they have this guy lieutenant falcon But before
0: we get into that one thing i was gonna say about the animation is this is part where somebody this lieutenant falcon he parachutes out of a helicopter yeah just the animation of like the parachuting I thought it was, like, really great. Or like, even him, like,
1: being – when he gets out and he's, like uh, – they kick him out of the helicopter. And he's, yeah, like yeah. – and then, like, they, they voice him, like, going, like, ah!
0: Because it's, like, he's, like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, the wind. And, and, But, like, the pulling of the ripcord and then, like, the sudden, like – Jolt from you. The jolt of yeah. it. Like, the, you know, the momentum being stopped by the – I just thought of, like, when I saw it, I was, like, wow, that's, like, a really – like great piece of animation because it's something that like you wouldn't think of as being kind of complicated yeah but the idea of like the parachute opens you're suddenly stopped from free fall and then suddenly you're gliding well that's interesting because that's an idea they play at at the very
1: beginning when you see um the, the cobra troops at the statue of liberty jumping out you see them coming out and then that one guy uh, he starts coming close frame and he opens his parachute so his it kind of stops on a very extreme close of yeah, his yeah. eyes and it comes back and you see you know, the parachute has stopped him and then he comes back up into like yeah, a long yeah. shot. I thought it was really cool. Um, and that's uh, to bring up, I guess, voice talent. Frank Welker doesn't play a big part in this movie as he did as Megatron and other people in Transformers. But he does a little cameo in this as Wild Bill. He's he's Wild Bill's um, the helicopter pilot's voice. And he's flying a helicopter pilot. Uh, yeah. the helicopter with lift ticket to throw falcon to go see sergeant slaughter
0: one of the things i find interesting about gi joe watching it now cuz when you're a kid you don't really realize it but like kind of the amount of thought that went into creating individual characters in terms of voicing like you know beachhead you know and there's like uh was it dial tone has yeah. like a boston accent cool. has his blowtorch and uh you know, just like this idea of like this is a group of people that isn't just necessarily from America, even though it's you know, G.I. Joe's an American thing, but like just culturally that there's all this group of people, it's very like Star Trek in a way. Yeah. <laughs> like this like all these different kinds of people brought together and obviously this kind of thought that went into being like, Okay, let's have somebody the one that doesn't work for me is Law and Order. Oh yeah, <laughs> which we'll get into. But uh, this idea is like everybody has like you know we have someone from Boston, we have somebody from Texas.
1: Well, they play on that in the um, in the live action movies because they drop. It's an American GI Joe is no longer an American organization. It's just like an international organization. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to, I guess, kind of be PC and bring everybody in so that the so that the theatrical uh, live action movie can play well, I guess, across the world. Yeah. Um. So I guess when Act Two opens is that you know they have these all these new recruits and they're training them and you have this little montage of Beachhead training all these guys and it's it's very funny during this this montage because it's quite dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean they could die. They're like a, they're, there's live rounds being shot, there's a lot of crap going on. I mean you know there's a scene with Chuckles explosions. Is, and- yeah, Chuckles is driving to his tank and and Beachhead's just standing on top of it and he picks up the 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 missile and he throws the <laughs> missile at it, and he's being shot. It's like very dangerous over the scene I don't quite understand. I,
0: the is one I don't, I don't quite well, understand. He never even speaks. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's kind of, he reminds me of the Don Johnson, yeah, you know, Miami Vice guy, yeah, because yeah. he's got like a Hawaiian shirt on, but he just never says anything um and he maybe a that's the joke because his name is chuckles he doesn't say yeah, a word
0: maybe yeah and there's a part where they need to get a chopper going and then he just ends up riding the chopper off top
1: of the chair. Yeah, and he, <laughs> you know watch out for the you know he didn't <laughs> learn anything from Vic morrow's decapitation and uh twilight zone the movie so it's 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 interesting uh and then you, you come to find out it's like uh you know uh john johnson's character lieutenant falcon isn't at the um the 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 where he should be being trained yeah. he's 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 messing around with this girl named uh, Heather which I thought when I was little was so hot that girl yeah, had yeah. real cute and then you find out like you know Duke shows up and Duke's like you know you're bringing a a civilian onto a base yeah, with a she's camera she's got a camera <laughs> it's like what the I'm taking that film and and you know then Jinx one of the new recruits recruits escorts her out and there's like a little like tension there between them and then she drives to like a nearby like lake. Gets naked, which I thought was so hot when I was watching. Yeah, it's so you know suit. it's so
0: weird to think about. It's it. Very like Japanese in animation. Hi- in hindsight, like you know, I think uh, you know you, you talk you hear about like you know people growing up. I mean, obviously, like Gilligan's Island, for instance, was kind of still uh, a relevant thing for us in rerun. But this idea of like you know back in the day, we weren't you know things certain things were not as easily accessible. And so you hear about, like, people's whole, like, their adolescence and, like, their their maturing had to do with, like, Ginger and Marianne. Yeah. I mean, for, like, our generation, it's very strange because, like, our generation has, like, these kind of, like... Cartoon? Sexual... Beings to a certain extent, and they're cartoons like Jessica Rabbit, yeah, and like Lady J, the Baroness Baroness.
1: Scarlet, uh, this, this, this girl, um, Zartana, and she actually, and then this Heather ends up being like a cobra plant, she's one of the dreadnoughts. I love how the dreadnoughts are like all cockneys, yeah, they're all very, and they sound very good. Their accents aren't like shitty English accents, they're pretty good cockney, uh, like east end or south end, and she's uh,
0: Zartan's sister,
1: yeah, and um. And she gets the information to break out Serpentor, and then it's interesting because then they have they're holding Serpentor, and much like uh, the GI Joes, the Joes who are being held in Cobra La, they're never stripped of their weapons. They're yeah, just yeah. still in their uniform. So like Cobra Command, uh, Serpentor's still in his outfit. Yeah. You know, you think they would try to take anything off him because he might have like a key, a skeleton key, <laughs> or whatever. Same thing with Lady J. You see, Lady J. When she's captured in the in Cobra La, she still has her freaking spears from <laughs> for her arrows and on, on her you know she still has her her quills, and it's like oh well. Um so the Dreadnoughts then uh, again Falcon, who's a real dick in the movie to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Falcon's a real he arrogant a, asshole. He needs an
0: arc. Yeah. He, I mean uh, in, in his kind of his arc is very different but similar at the same time as like Hot Rod's yeah arc Eric. in Transform moves. And that he's like except for it's much more exaggerated, and that he's like the young guy that has to come into his own and in Falcon's case, he, it's not that he needs to come into his own to become a leader, but he has to, like, come and he has to become a man, essentially. Like, he can't be, like, an immature women around the
1: whole, his whole life. You know, like, he
0: needs to take responsibility for his actions. Yeah. And he needs to basically step up to the plate. And she finally does,
1: which is he has, I guess, like, um, like a moment where he's like, oh shit, I need to, like, just, you know, he does evolve. Yeah. Um, it's, in... in
0: and it's so, interesting, like, how it, – it's much more interesting in this movie of how that evolution of that, that character arc takes place than, say, Transformers. Well, you
1: see the ramifications of his because, direct like, insub- insubordination. Like, you yeah. know, people are freaking
0: almost killed. They're, like- talking, they're talking about executing him. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you look, though, because <laughs> he's he, – They're going to execute him for treason. And well, Duke's like, well, you know, he's my brother. He's my half-brother, you know. <laughs> and they're like
1: – in like, ugh. Like, All and, right, and Hawk's like, for fuck's sake, you, know, you didn't tell anybody this. I didn't know that on your file. You know, <laughs> I didn't see like, oh, your last. I didn't realize you know the last name. Set up name. to the slaughterhouse. Yes, yeah. um, but he he abandons his post to try to get some ass from Jinx. And because of that, the dreadnoughts are that easier to She's break. Like, in. aren't
0: you supposed to be on guard duty? He's like, no one's gonna. He's break like, in. no this going If the, you know, they're gonna have to do this. They're gonna need the security card. It's okay. Let's say that they copy the security card. Then they're gonna have to get through, you know, the, the, the force field. And then, then they're gonna have to do this. Like six you feet know. of concrete. And then they do all that, and they're able <laughs> and to get, get like, over And their then their they're gonna have three Joes. It's not just unlikely. It's impossible. And then it's like the alarm goes off. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's like you are a bad. <laughs> you gotta be fucking. Kidding, man. I
1: can't fucking believe this shit. <laughs> but he really almost like Alpine, Bazooka, and um Gung Ho are almost killed yeah by uh you know the Dreadnoughts and emphasis of Forcer and uh Pythona getting Serpenter out, but they're able to get which is interesting because you think about we're talking about stuff that happens before that repeats itself in modern movies. Isn't that the plot of like uh the Dark Knight in and, and Skyfall where you have the bad guy captured and <laughs> he's sitting in a jail cell, and by the end of Act Two, they're able to take him out again. Although I think in *The Dark Knight* and *Skyfall*, that was kind of their their plan to get captured and have that yeah, scene of yeah. like, you know, I'm going to take over. But you kind of have that happening. They're able to take Serpentor. They 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 fuck everything up. They they're able to grab the BET. Uh, like you said, they're gonna execute freaking uh, Falcon because he's an idiot. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, Duke you know steps up to the plate and says, like, you know what? He's my half brother. Please give him some. I legancy. think he's got a,
0: I th- you know he's got a Joe in. He could be. A, he could become a Joe.
1: Which I don't even know at this point why. Because <laughs> yeah. he's being such a dick to Duke even yeah, after yeah. like I don't need you sticking up for me, big big brother. So they like you brother. said they, they send him to hey, brother. <laughs> they send him to the slaughterhouse, which is great. This is I guess maybe I don't know if this is Act Two or in, into Act Three, but I they, guess
0: this is. Yeah, I mean, because there's, like, kind of two plots going on, this ends up being Act 2 for that story.
1: Yeah. They send him to the middle of nowhere where Sergeant Slaughter really takes on new recruits. That yeah, it's problems. Like the,
0: the, the problem children. And then he gets real harsh. And he plays a good role in it, I think, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, I whole. think I love that arc. Like, I, that whole part of the plot. Like, I think that's great. I mean, the fact that it's, like... You know, like, look, you, you, you're, you're not cutting it. You know, you got an attitude problem. So we have to send you. So they, you know, it's a much more uh, primitive kind of way of training. It's much more raw. You know, it's very rocky floor <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and that's why he. I mean, it's it's it, it's in direct relation to his training at the slaughterhouse, and then a very important event that happens, as to like he does grow up. I mean, that's where the character they get asked to, they get assigned to break into the technodrome. Yeah, like Hawk, like calls up. Uh, I guess Duke calls up Slaughter. He's like, "We need you to infiltrate the technodrome." I don't remember why. Just to fuck shit up. And yeah, just it up. go fuck shit up. <laughs> And uh, and he's like, all right. So they <laughs> they go, and Falcon kind of uh, lags behind. Well, I like they, how the f-
1: first Falcon's like, you guys think you're fucking, uh, you know, men. Let's go in there with no weapons. And, yeah. and so, so I was like, you're on. Challenge accepted. All the other guys are like, oh, you fucking asshole.
0: And they go in there unharmed. <laughs> so they go in just to like set bombs, and then they're gonna leave. And Falcon kind of gets left behind, and the other. The Renegades, they're called, which is like three guys that... A group of three guys that Sergeant Slaughter's in the middle of training. They're like, you know what? Fuck them. Like, let's get out of here. The bomb's going to go off. And Slaughter's like, no man. You, you, yeah. you, no man gets left behind. We either all leave or we all yeah, stay. Yeah, we all go <laughs> home and nobody
1: goes home. And they go back in for him, which is great. Yeah,
0: and Falcon's like, you came back for me? And, and he's like, yeah. you know. But
1: it's <laughs> like he's getting the shit kicked out of him. He He's delaying because he knows the whole place is going to blow up. And Serpentor yeah, is yeah. like... And it's blood yeah, coming that's out of his mouth. The, that's the first time you see blood, and I remember that was like, "Whoa, he's bleeding because because um, Serpentor is beating the shit yeah, out of slapping him, slapping him
0: in the face, and he's and like, he has some blood
1: coming off his lip, and he's like, oh, 'Oh, you're right, I, I I can't hold out for much longer, all I have like, to hold out for like five more minutes.' He knows cu- the, and
0: then it cuts to the, the clock beep, of the bomb <laughs> ticking down. Beep, you know, it's like a, I just need to hold out for five minutes, and then
1: then Slaughter comes in with his renegades and. Uh, there's a big fight and i love Then there's a little fight with um nemesis enforcer and slaughter and he throws a face hugger on him And nemesis enforcer, is a, nemesis enforcer is a badass but they're able to get out just in time the whole place blows up i love there there's a um the various vipers you see uh the different cobra uh troops in this scene at the technodrome and i remember one of the things i used to love is i had the night raven which is the black plane the cobras had which was the next step after having the the rat yeah, line. yeah, and they came with a Strato Viper, which was the pilot. And there's a scene where like they're they're in the the Je- Jeffrey tubes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in the Technodrome, and they're looking out, and you see like um, Serpentor's telling them like you're gonna f- fly the BET back to Cobra Law, and he's like giving the Strato Viper's a, a pep talk. And I used to love, you'd always get the cards. And you read about them, and yeah, I remember yeah. being such taken aback because they were uh, saying the, the
0: cards a case for anybody that didn't collect oh, yeah. GI Joe's in our errors and our you would they would be the figures would come with a cardboard backing with a like a really awesome like painted graphic. Yeah, of them in action with like, of them like in pose, and then you have the figure, on the back. The top half of the card, or top, like, two-thirds of the card, was, like, pictures of the other action figures. The ones you can get. The other ones you can get. And then the bottom section, which you could cut out. Probably a third of it. Yeah, it was a good third of the card was like his file. Yeah, like a byline, yeah, and it like was like a shit. little. It was like a little rectangle with like a little tab up front, so that you could you could put them in like a little a file, <laughs> a little a thing rifle through, you know, like a little uh, you know index, you know, of thing and you could rifle through them, and uh, so it was like you would get like real names, stats, heights, you know, it was all the statistics, so and then like a write up on them, like yeah, what yeah. they're you know, and the, the, the write up. Yeah, the
1: write up with the Strato Vipers was like that they had something surgically planted in their lungs so that they can fly higher and they're used to like uh, thinner air for the night for the night ravens and i thought that was so cool and so yeah, freaky yeah. that these guys would undertake this for cobra and i remember actually the the first gi joe base the gray one there was the um it was this three-part thing that had like the big cannon on the front that you'd see like every time they'd establish their gi joe headquarters that base that you yeah, sell yeah. Uh, they had motor pool on either side where you can just put like a vehicle onto like a thing, and then one of you can hit a button and it would like raise it up so they can work under on, on the undercarriage. But one of them you could take off the 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 top, and it had a little area where you can put all those files. Yeah, and yeah. then you'd shut it, and then you can have like the, the car drive over it. It was really cool. Um, so I dug that. That I loved how you saw like the different the, the the different Vipers in there and all the kind of like season two GI Joe Cobra guys. So they blow up the technodrome, but they're but um, Serpenter and Cobra La basically are basically escape. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think you're right there. That, that's when Falcon realizes, shit, I'm you know being the, a dick.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. Like, they came back for me. Like, there's a responsibility. There's a team. And I'm res- and we we have a responsibility of each other. You know, in a lot of ways, his arc is very much like Kirk's in the new Star Trek movie. Yeah. And that he's like a bit of a hothead. He's got potential but he's got to fucking pull his shit together. He's
1: chasing tail left and right. That's all he's cared about. <laughs> getting some he, ca-
0: he just cares about getting laid. you know. Um, and he's got to pull his shit together. So then there's a... I guess
1: at the end of Act 2, maybe, there's another huge climactic battle where um, uh, <laughs> Cobra finds out, of course, that the BET is because, again, no one ever thinks that... Um, the women, or any like Baroness, infiltrates yeah, the. Yeah. Uh, you know, Baroness is real hot. She takes off her helmet
0: and she's. Like, Wait, oh. They're like they're like they'll never think to look for it in like a civilian security. As she's so. running off, we'll see you later, woman. Yeah, like, don't how know. did she even know to go there? <laughs> I don't know. She's been there
1: for weeks, and she she finds out they mount this huge counter battle uh, with the help of um, Cobra Law. And I guess it's something interesting to note, which I didn't pick up before. I hope this is this cast isn't so convoluted for people. Yeah, is yeah. once they. They capture Baxter Pentor, and they're bringing him back to Cobra La for his first chance to see Cobra Law and meet Golobulus and get up to speed what they're doing with Cobra Commander and putting him on trial. You see them, like we said, everything is based off of uh, organics and animals, so they have this flying machine that looks like this worm. And I always find it really cool that there's a scene when you see them flying back to the Himalayan mountains to where they are. You see like the Himalayans on the side of the mar- mountain yeah, intense. Yeah. And like these are the guys that probably see Yetis all the time yeah, that no yeah, one yeah. believes. Yeah. <laughs> and they see they see this thing going and, like, oh, and they, they they fall over and their tent gets knocked over because they see this bug thing flying over, making its way. And of course, you know, no one's gonna believe them or whatever. Um, but um you, you, you have then they, they mount this huge counterattack with Cobra Law helping with all these different worms and stuff. And another thing, for, this is not a very PETA-friendly movie, if you think about it, because there's so many injuries to these poor insects. Like yeah, they're getting well, destroyed. You, you know,
0: know, casualties
1: <laughs> of war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, they're successfully able to, 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 to get the BET, to bring it back to Cobra Law. And in the process, there's this huge, big, big, big battle where like, it looks like a lot of people are freaking just fucked. And Duke is severely injured, where F- Serpentor uh, mounts a fight against Falcon.
0: Yeah, he's like, you know what? I, his, his, like, Serpentor's like, I'm going to finish kind of what I started.
1: Yeah, and he, he already knows, like, you know, your brother, you know, uh, you know oh, I guess I said later on. But he's like, you know, you, you, you're, you're an idiot, you know, blah, 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 You're the one who calls all this. And he, and he stretches one of his snakes. And then, of course, Duke comes in, and Duke takes the shot uh. for him. <laughs> and it's a real nasty, like... And, it's, and then, like, if you... Takes one of on the chest. And you see... Uh if you turn the volume down, Duke dies <laughs> <You> know, Duke, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean Duke's that like,
0: scene is his death scene. I mean everybody's reaction is I mean it's actually a very i, I heavy got, I was going to say i I teared
1: up watching it. I haven't seen it in 20 years, but it's like real especially when Hawk, you know of course they've changed it because of Optimus prime's death, but
0: like yeah Scarlet's I mean there's, like, there's a couple lines a coma yeah, there's just like line like kind of pickup lines, but for the most part, other than like maybe two. Lines that they kind of dubbed in there. He's dead. He's dead. I mean, yeah. the reaction is like, you know, uh Duke's like, you know what, like, don't sell the fuck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, come on, Duke, you can make it. He's like, not this time. I <laughs> know. Yeah, I've, I've been around. Oddly enough, I think they. He takes the spear to the heart. But in the death scene, I think they may they move the blood over to the other side yeah, of Yeah, it's like
1: near his shoulder or
0: his the, long area. They move it over to like the other side of his chest. And like people are teared up. Scarlet's holding him, yeah, holding they, Duke. He he kinda passes Hawkins out. And she's like,
1: He's falling into a coma. And then what what's really got me on this latest viewing is like, you know, even Hawk is like, We'll try to yeah, yeah. do everything we can for Duke and he turns away and he's like, Yo, Joe And <laughs> tears go down. And <laughs> yeah, he's know like, yeah. and he doesn't want his men to see him. And I was like, Oh, that's that's tough. <laughs> that's tough yeah. to watch. So now then the, the climactic battle is they, then the Joes mount a second attack to try to get the Cobra Law with everyone they have left, led by Flint, because they, they sent a rescue party to try to find the first Joes that went after the Cobras for that yeah, initial yeah. first like, We know
0: we lost Roblox's group. We need
1: that. to go after them. They, they find Cobra Law. They start to go after them. Well, him. they
0: stumble upon... Not even stumble upon. Roadblock and Cobra Commander stumble upon them.
1: Well, they, they, they stumble upon a, a bit of the rescue party, and they... They, they're told Roblox told that like they're already mounting a counterattack. We found Cobra and R- Roblox like, no, you can't do that because I gotta tell you about hat. You know? <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. T- give me my cap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he and he tells them like it's a trap. It's a trap. It's and, a trap. It's a trap. And then Hawk's like, what do you mean it's a trap? And right before they're able to, and then on cue, they're all they all get captured again. And they're like, fuck. Uh, and, and Roblox like, shit. Now that they do, what do we do? And then. <laughs> It's funny the recruits gotta take a hit. <laughs> the recruits are like, um, you know, left at GI Joe base and with Falcon, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And Falcon's like, "Fuck it, we're gonna go together." And I love how the next scene they already arrive on the helicopter. So it's like, you know, it's that quick that their helicopter is able to get from like mid America to the Himalayas. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: well, they jump on. Chuckles has got a. Oh, was that maybe that's earlier? <laughs> that's earlier. Yeah, It's in that <laughs> battle where the, uh, uh, when they get the BET. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> the only the funniest thing about that scene is like the new recruits. At some point, there's a, there's a battle earlier, like Deon said, where they get the BT. So where Duke gets nu- injured, yeah, that battle. So the new recruits like fuck it, we're going. There's this old beat up helicopter. They jump on. Jinx apparently is like a a whiz with like mechanics. She hotwires the thing, but they can't get it going. Chuckles the Don Johnson type. GI Silent. He has to get on top of the uh the helicopter underneath the propeller. And get the propeller going. And then he just like holds on to the top of the helicopter all the way there. And then they get shot down. <laughs> yeah. And he's able to ride it
1: down <laughs> through a building
0: and no one's everyone's all right. And, he's, and then he's the because he's not in. Because thank goodness he wasn't in the helicopter, because then it cuts to them inside like the broken building, and he's the one like pulling all the debris away to get them out. And Hawaii. He's in a he's in a short sleeve
1: Hawaiian shirt that's only buttoned by like one button with like a that's vest fine.
0: holster and like a pair of jeans. Yeah, he's
1: he's very Sunny Crockett undercover. He's fine. He's helping everybody get off. Uh, it's very funny. But they mount then this this final attack. Uh, led by Falcon and, and the knowledge that, that Cobra Commander, before he completely regresses into a snake, helps him get in. And then uh, the strengths of the new recruits, like Tunnel Rat, who's able to, hey, let's go in through the water supply. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. able to get in. And uh, they mount this big climactic battle, which saves the day. And they're able to 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 overcome Cobra Law, kill everybody, get rid of Nemesis Enforcer. Uh, by, uh, epic. It's an epic yeah. battle. And um, it's epic very good. battle uh and i love the, the 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 little no nuances like we're at the like with um Galobulus talking about when this time worm finishes oh, yeah, that's yeah. such a cool idea that yeah, there's yeah. like a stick with a worm that's going to basically go up
0: they've it. activated the the bet and the the big spore uh, things have already thing, been things are already in orbit so he's basically like He's holding like a rod and he's like, when this time worm finishes finishes its journey, journey, (laughs) it's so cool. The spores will be released. And he's just like holding a stick. And the world (laughs) will be ours. And it's like, whoa, this is really cool. And then there's this big battle with
1: uh, Sergeant Slaughter, fights um, um, Nemesis Enforcer again. He kicks his ass, which I think is kind of silly because he just throws him down a trench. When, and Nemesis enforcer has wings so he can probably get away.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you don't But there's the a lot of him, uh you know, but it, which, a lot of wrestling moves.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. It's interesting uh you may laugh or disagree but I find it that you know he he gets the better of Nemesis Enforcer. He's either, right, he's pile-driving pile, pile him. He's saying, he like, like...
0: First, he, like, body slams him, and then he's giving him the elbow, dropping the elbow. Yeah, he's, he's dropping some <laughs> elbows. He's like, this is for my mother. This is for Duke. This is for Optimus. You know? And
1: then the last thing he says is, he says, this is for the U.S. of A. And I think that would never get put in today because people are so uh, yeah, PC yeah. about America. And it's. I it seems nowadays it's so... Um, uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's so anti being pro-America. Yeah, I yeah, think even, Amer- never...
0: even, you know, Superman's not American. Yeah, anymore. so I, I think
1: that line would never make it in that this is for the US of A because people would find that too, like, uh, bourgeois or whatever. So they get rid of him. Then there's the battle between Falcon and Galactus, and there's a wrestling match. And I love uh, he takes the time worms, freaking rod oh. spears galobulus through the eye
0: i know but you don't see it but you do for a glimpse though because
1: he he, he rips it out and throws it at him i know and you see it just hit the ground and then uh he's
0: clever turning the, clever editing because yeah. it's totally implied like you know what he did he speared him, you know him in the
1: eye you see him rip it out and you see him throw it at him and then it just cuts to like a ground shot of it hitting the ground while falcon's running to the bet turns it off and then there's uh quick cutaways of everyone looking like is he turning the bet off and it Cuts the globulus and there's a freaking hole in his eye. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And he turns it off, and then he's able to get away. And every and then at the end of it, the Danois is Coblau blows up, which I'm like, what happened to the whole population of Coblau? I don't know what happened to them. And the the day is saved. Then they get a call on the radio, and they're like, freaking Doc's like, good news, Duke's come out of well, his coma. There's Cobra.
0: more to it than that. What else? What am I missing? He turns it off.
1: Oh, they're like they're like, uh, but the spores Calabas have is like yeah, they're the, ripened. It's the going to happen anyway. The spores
0: already happened. So yeah. fuck you. So then he's like, well, then I'm gonna fucking supercharge. It. <laughs> yeah, he sends he, he over he overheats the thing. They fry the so spores f- in a he f- Sends like excess energy, gamma rays, <laughs> you know, into the atmosphere to 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 cook all the spores. And he does, and
1: it overheats the the bet which blows up. And that's bet and up. cobra. And that's what blows up cobra. La. They're yeah. all able to escape. Yeah, and, then, and then Doc's like,
0: good news, guys. Duke's out of school. (laughs) He's all right. He's going to be okay. (laughs) And then it's like, (laughs) that, that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it's like everyone's like you know
1: getting everyone's like getting better and then at the last thing it's like it's the like, end of
0: like Return of the Jedi <laughs> you know they look up and it's like the Death Star is destroyed and the, in this case it's like the spores yeah, are coming and like, oh, look, the Ewoks it's the final are dancing it's and like, the final
1: spores are coming down from orbit you know it's like oh it's so yeah and you see like the ghosts of uh, Office <laughs> Prime show up <laughs> by the torch and he's like good work <laughs> Autobots, GI Joes, roll out! <laughs> it's very nice, um, and then it ends. But it's it's certainly left up for sequels where you could what have you could <laughs> you could have Cobra Lock come back because clearly Pythona could have survived. Clearly,
0: Nemesis well, like I said, there is a whole third season that is post, but, but I don't remember it. Like what, I never really watched it, so e- I don't know. Cobra, I know the Cobra Commander is a snake in it.
1: Well, he gets a new outfit. They give him this silver but, kind of, uh, and, and it's-, it's But
0: he, the beginning of that season, there is a season- Where he's
1: a snake. Where he's a snake. Yeah. So well, it's obviously post the movie. But, but that's, that's probably the only thing that's taken away from the, the, cart, the comic book really never followed that byline of the movie, and it seems that the movie was kind of an unpopular idea what happened, because they kind of nixed, you never saw again any of Cobra Law, and that's never really come up again. To yeah. a certain extent. No. Uh, yeah, Serpenter <laughs> la, I mean, does that great when he's when they're going to get the BBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobra, la, la, la,
0: la. And evidently Cobra. There was something it was funny, there was something that I wanted to uh watch again or something, so I rewound it. And then like, I went too far and on my player, if you hit like the fast forward once, it just speeds it up and you can still hear it. So it was like la, 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 la. <laughs> You're like whoa. <laughs> well, evidently they 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 said they
1: came up with that for they they lack of a better term they just came up with Cobra Law and they were going to come up with a better name for this group but then like either Hasbro or somebody loved it so much you're like no keep that we love the name Cobra Law and that was the end of it, um but it never was really used again they could have really took Galobulus and all them and, and Cobra Law and have a resurgence but that mm-hmm. didn't happen. And uh, it's just interesting that that never was really played again. They just kind of, like, buried all that mythos. Yeah. Like I said, we never saw any of those characters again. Falcon. and uh, They came out in a three-pack, which I had Christmas of 87. I got... They had Galobulus um, in a pack with just him as a snake. Like, yeah, the half snake. The
0: snake bottom. I had that. You yeah. had Nemesis, yeah. Nemesis the Forcer, the Forcer and, and then they had, had guard, the guard. The Red Guard, yeah. That,
1: evidently, from what I was reading, was... Not a lot of people had, which I did. Yeah, I had it, too. Yeah, there was a three-pack. And then there was also a three-pack with the three Sergeant Slaughter guys came in a three-pack.
0: I think I traded. Did you do that with Joe's? You sometimes trade with your friends? Yeah. I think I traded for the Renegades. Yeah, and you got- I don't think I bought them. I think I-
1: Traded uh, traded them away and got them. Yeah, or traded a vehicle. So they must have been a couple three-packs out at the time for that. Yeah, yeah. And aside from those, those toys, Chuckles got made. I know Tunnel Rack got made. Jinx got made. Jinx I don't got think made. the basketball guy. No, got he made. didn't get made until recently. I just reading Big Lob only got like a a, a, a toy or something. I, I had, had Tunnel
0: recently. Rat. You know, when you get the figures, like you would get the figures before the show. Yeah. Like, you know, I had the fi- like I had Tunnel Rat. Yeah. But like I just described at the beginning of the sh- of this podcast that I didn't know that there was a movie. So then it was like I saw the movie. I'm like, oh, well, that's that dude. And There was a show when we were little, It only lasted like, I don't know, less than a season. And it was based on a comic book series called Sable uh, about a kind of a vigilante uh, guy that would wear makeup, like camouflage, like black makeup to camouflage uh, himself. And Rene Russo was in the show. There was a live action TV show that was uh, very short lived. And I just loved that show. And so uh, Tunnel Rat has, like, black makeup, yeah, camouflage black. makeup. And so, like, to me, it's like, it's, you know, to me, that was, like, having the same black no, oh, So I loved that figure. When I he was
1: him. awesome. I mean all of them were pretty cool. I mean, Chuckles was a great character as well. Law and Order. I had Law, Law order, order. came out as well. I which, th- which
0: I alluded to earlier. I didn't care for. Like, Law and Order, when you get the figure, he's got, like, brown, like, you know, like, lightish brown hair because his helmet comes off. And Law uh is the figure and then like, order is the dog which German is like shepherd. which is like you know mutt junkyard i was gonna
1: say that it's, it's basically the uh junkyard and what is it is junkyard and mutt and junkyard
0: or yeah i think this isn't i don't But <laughs> but
1: he he's like a um what's he he's like a uh, like a uh, J-
0: m- junkyard was uh was like a like a rottweiler yeah exactly And uh order is uh, is like a German German Shepherd, shepherd, yeah. But you know, when you look at them, it's that's one of the interesting things about when you would get the
1: with a little remember a little rubber that was their lead, yeah, you get a little rubber leash, leash, yeah.
0: (laughs) But you would get these figures and you would play with them and you would create like this character in your imagination, and then you see it in the movie. And like never in my life would I think that like law. Would talk like Speedy Gonzales. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, man? <laughs> you th-
1: you think Tunnel Rat would speak like that? Yeah, Tunnel Rat looks like he would, maybe... but he's even throwing <laughs> some Spanish, like what's your qué pasó, man?
0: <laughs> Adiós, man. Yeah, say <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, qué, compadres." He's like, you know, it's you know, it's, it's like never would have imagined that. So, what did you think of the movie? You loved it. I really enjoyed it. I hadn't seen this movie maybe since 1987. Seriously, um, seriously, I didn't. I never owned it on yeah. video. Um, I mean, maybe I had seen it on TV, or maybe like we had talked about. I think last time with uh, in the Transformers cast that it, you know, it got maybe caught. It probably got broken up into five parts.
1: Yeah, eventually it became like a five part or Monday and shown
0: Friday. and the and the afternoons
1: with with Sergeant Slaughter doing the intros and outros, the wraps. So
0: maybe I had seen it then, but Live I probably action. haven't seen it since the '80s.
1: I think it holds up. I think. Um, for some reason, to me, still Transformers seemed like it had more of a budget. It had like it was kind of bigger to me, you know. Yeah, like,
0: you know, there are things about Transformers the movie. There are certain things about the Transformers movie that are beautiful. They're like a little at. more epic. Um, but what I found interesting about this one is, I mean, Transformers movie is—I don't remember how long GI Joe is, but Transformers movie is like eighty minutes. Uh, GI Joe is like. Like, just pushing, like, 93 minutes, I think. So it's a little bit longer, but, like, so, but they're not, like, that, there's not that much of a length difference, where it's, like, I don't know, like, four things happen, really, in in Transformers, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas GI Joe, it's a really like complicated. It's very convoluted, convoluted with the various subplots going on, a lot of characters, and it just seems like there's. It just seems like it there was. It was more interesting. There's a lot more going on. Whereas, like like I said, it Transformers movie. When you really think about it, there's like maybe four plot points, and then it's just like getting from one to the other. <laughs> to yeah, the and next.
1: it's interesting that they 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 handle handle the complement of characters better, I think, in GI Joe, where everybody kind of seems well rounded out and everybody's treated in a certain way that you believe that as opposed to transformers where they're just killing them off you're just seeing you know guy autobots you loved and they're just getting killed and there's only about a half a dozen to maybe 10 guys that you're following the plot of in transformers where all the various people in gi joe they're kind of dealing doing them their justice and then those characters are doing their specialities. Which yeah, is yeah. and they're doing their due, which is kind of. I mean, cool. there's a
0: lot of a lot of the new character. I mean, like a lot of the classic characters kind of do take a backseat. Like you see rock and roll in the background. Yeah, once you know <laughs> of like Doc says Dad's, one thing. Doc says you know, how, like
1: he's he's like well,
0: good rescuers would turn out to be <laughs> Roblox <Black> found us, <laughs> and uh, so that you know Lady J doesn't really do much. So there's a lot of the. Like the classic characters. From. She falls down a lot, I've noticed, Lady J. And then Falcon helps
1: her. Not Falcon. Flint helps her yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, or you the... see her at the end of the movie in that climax of the battle. She really sucker punches a Baroness once, gives her a good, good one in the <laughs> face. It's like, ooh, that's kind of hot. I always
0: like Lady J. Yeah, who didn't? And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. It's a, but it's a good. I think it holds up though, a lot it, better. Though? I think it holds up a lot better than Transformers does. Um, uh, it doesn't. I mean, this is gonna be completely like you know, everybody's gonna have a you know have their own opinion. I don't think it's as dated as Transformers, and I think that's because of the lack of like the popular rock and roll of the time that Transformers had. I think that music really dates Transformers in a way that GI Joe isn't. But uh, I really liked it. I think it, you know, in my mind. I've always put GI Joe as kind of on a pedestal as being, like I like I said earlier, like kind of ahead of its time, having very cool, interesting plot lines, like the Destro, like Mind and the Iron Mask episode. Yeah, you know, it's just like really f- for a weekend, for a weekday afternoon cartoon show for you know kids. Being very thought provoking in a yeah. way, and being kind of edgy in a uh, complicated way that I don't think cartoons are anymore. Yeah, um, and it At was least not cartoons
1: and, not geared to children to the yeah, age. Yeah. Nowadays, there are complicated cartoons, but they're geared to like us.
0: Yeah, but the kind of stuff that you would see, not for know, yeah, know, for like like a like a, like a eight to twelve year old or no yeah, no, yeah. So it was it was it was good to to watch it now. After not having seen it for two decades. Yeah, in the Blu ray as well. And seeing that it was what G.I. Joe is in my mind, you know, like how I remember it. It's like it holds up. There was a one point where I tried to watch, in one sitting, I tried to watch the whole Sepentor five parter. Yeah. And I was bored to shit because I was like, oh, this is why you're supposed... You're like you're not supposed to watch them back to back. To back. <laughs> you're supposed to watch them in like increments.
1: Yeah, like, like a had, serial. Had
0: I watched one a day, I would have been like, this is awesome. But I was like, for oh. like two hours, I was like, oh, my God. Like, Just this, get from A to B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, but this is supposed to be stretched out over a whole week. That's funny. Whereas this one, it's it, not. It's supposed to be like a one... You're supposed to be able to sit it and watch it in one sitting. And you can. And I thought it moved. I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised at how good it was you know and,
1: and like i've alluded to i think it the, the plot really holds up and i think it's a really good idea that can still be done where it's like you know this this whole the the villain being this yeah. other species i think that's all really awesome the sci-fi aspect of it the bet was really cool everything seems really awesome in it um the voice work was great again all the, the classic people coming back to reprise their roles.
0: Yeah, versus Meredith is great. You know, cause in my mind, it's like, Burgess Meredith will always sound like Mickey from yeah, Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, that's who he is to me. So, uh, you, know, you just see mostly? him doing
1: voiceover lessons with, like, a knit cap on? <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: got a, he's got, like, his gray cardigan. Yeah, his again. cardigan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's like, God damn it. You want another one? Give me a. Cup
0: of coffee. Yeah. not doing that. But it was but he like like you said, he fucking delivers, man. Yeah, he's great. He gives it. He yeah, brings really, it on that one.
1: Yeah, he's really like, okay. I mean, they all really I think out of both of these movies, the only one I think is sadly um what's his name? Uh Judd judge nelson just seemed like he was just and i
0: don't necessarily you know who knows what the circumstances no yeah we're, we're not like, holding I'm against him. Not, we're not saying he's like, not
1: holding we, it. we we don't know any knowledge that he's a dick and he didn't yeah, want to yeah. do it it's just like
0: that. They, they very well could have been like you know we should get a name guy for this and he he you know being someone who works in post-production and has you know dealt with people that do like you know have to edit voice over to put into something these people don't watch like when I'm cutting a voice, like cutting a voiceover into the show, they they don't they haven't seen the show.
1: No, no. They're no. handed
0: a piece of paper with these lines, and somebody's yeah. like read
1: them. I mean, at the very least, I mean, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this podcast knows the process. But at the very most, I think they're maybe handed a picture of what their character is going to look like. Yeah, that yeah. not that sometimes doesn't always happen, and they almost always, I'd say ninety nine percent of the time, they record the voice first. And then they animate the voice, and that goes for Disney, for yeah, yeah. majority of cartoons, which helps the animators then animate. So they're not seeing really anything. I mean, there's yeah, a yeah. rare exception where maybe someone else is coming in to voice something, and it's I already mean, been Jen, done. Jen,
0: Jen, there's a very good chance Judd Nelson never got handed anything, any, what, any, like? any piece of paper, any page of script that he wasn't in. Yeah. See, so he, he might not even known the entire Yeah He just did the his side yeah, Exactly.
1: So uh, what do you think for ratings?
0: What do we get? A uh, five? Yeah. you're your Joel I'm Sleepover Stars. Me? I would give it four. Four. I, I, think v- that's, I think that's the highest you've rated anything. I think because yet. it.
1: You gave Transformers 2.5. Two, two, yeah. two and a half. Which was higher than Ernest. You gave Ernest two. Yeah. I don't remember what the other ones, but this four might be the highest. No,
0: because you, <laughs> you gave
1: what, Halloween 3? Like five.
0: I, think. I might have given Halloween. Oh, because I love, you know, there's just certain movies. I think it. it, like I said, it has to do with. I was just very joyed to see that it delivered. It held up. That it held up in my mind because you know you watch a lot of things like you know
1: our past never Goonies, held up.
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like is you know I'm not the, I don't have anything against Goonies, and I never really was a huge Goonies fan to begin with. But I know a lot of people who watch Goonies now, and some people are like they don't care. It's nostalgia, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's what they and they love it. And there's a lot of people I know that watch it now. And they're like you know what didn't hold up. <laughs> and for me it was just like it was exactly what I remembered it being. Yeah.
1: And I wonder which if, is
0: which is sadly rare.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if even though it had if even though it started production first, if they learned anything. I mean cuz I don't know, they were probably in a rough cut stage already by the time all this backlash came for Transformers the movie, but I don't know if they learned anything plot-wise to tighten it up and because the plot seems a lot more tighter even though it's the same writer, Ron Friedman. Uh, I wonder if they just learned from their mistakes for Transformers, and again, maybe there are too many cooks in the kitchen for Transformers putting in, you know, with what Hasbro wanted, what Sunbow yeah. wanted, what, Well, I also you know-
0: think it's that thing of that they were... You know, you think two years... People being two years difference in age is not a big deal, but when you're a kid, that kind of is, yeah. in terms of maturity and stuff. Um, so I think that also has to do with that Transformers was being initially... Thought of as their audience being ten, yeah, and then GI Joe shooting for an audience of twelve. That two years at that age of maturity and stuff is kind of a big is kind of a big deal in terms of like reading level and comprehension. I think maybe they were. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, GI Joe does have kind of a more complicated plot than and Transformers is much kind of simpler. Like I said, there's really it's very direct what the plot is for. For Transformers, you know, it's there's you know it opens and then there's like a directive and that everything's moving towards it. Whereas GI Joe, we have a lot more going on in terms of character and subplot and different storylines. And I, and I think as an adult, obviously for me, it makes it a more interesting watch, and that's one of the reasons why kind of I rated it so high yeah. in terms of Mega Joe Chronicles, <laughs> um, is that it, I you know, look somebody. You know, our age who never gave a shit about G.I. Joe probably not going to care about this movie if they watched it. And, but, as I said in the Transformers things, like, like, Joe was my shit. Yeah. Like, so, You're it, partial. this is very, uh, very nostalgic. Like but it's I said, also gratifying for you. Like I said, that music kicked in and it was like I was eight years old again. And, uh, and it was gratifying to see that it is. That it kind of was as good as I remember it. To
1: yeah, yeah. I would give it probably three to three point five sleepover stars. I liked it a lot. I thought it held up, or held up, and I think it, you know, it's good. it's one for the ages, you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, one for I, the ages. I think it was good that we did these. We ushered in 2015 with with a little two parter of uh, GI Joe Transformers, um, you know, because they're very pinnacle, especially Transformers for for us for the for the age group. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so much so that, like we said, the current, it's in current, you know, the Goldbergs are talking about it. So, yeah. um, well, I hope you liked our, our, our GI Joe the Movie cast. It was an epic one. Um, please uh, come back often. We do this all the time. We're always putting new stuff up. Um, you could find more information about us. Uh, we do Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, which is found at Saturdaysleepovers.podwits.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on um, Podroid. Uh, you can find more of us also at podwits.com. We're at R2D2. We're at R2D2. <laughs> uh, Blake, you do music. Where can they find stuff about you? JBlakeBlues.com. J I think it's. Uh, I'm going to throw out there that I think you should do an arrangement of G.I. Joe, the movie's theme. <laughs> that, that would be cool. cool. I'll come up and sing, you know. <laughs> Crashing through the skies. Cobra. you have Cobra. <laughs> Armies of the Night. <laughs> it'd be fun so please check us out again if you haven't seen the Transformers cast we we'll listen to that uh, come back soon because we have some other cool things in the pipeline and uh, we'll always be here uh, send us recommend- recommendations for movies you want us to do send us uh, opinions about what you think about the cast or if you have any uh, if you agree or disagree with what we're talking about with these movies follow
0: us on Facebook
1: yeah and tell a friend retweet us all that kind of good stuff uh, word of mouth get the word out on the street yes. so um, thank you very much for listening and until next time Later. AM 331
0: The station you're too embarrassed to tell your friends you listen to.